Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of One of Those Pyramids. Before we get started with the show, I just wanted to take a minute and thank you all for listening. I so appreciate you. The whole point of this show is to really identify the downfalls that we have in network marketing so that we can fix them and make this really a much more professional industry as a whole. We have a whole lot of people winning in this industry. We want a whole lot more. But on top of that, it's not for everybody. But for the people that it's not for, we want them to have a better taste in their mouth. So that being said, I thought it would be important to share this mistake that I made very recently and I'm calling myself out. So make sure that if you are making mistakes, you call yourself out, you take a step back and then you move forward stronger and better. I appreciate you. I love you. Make sure you subscribe and share this and let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, welcome to one of those pyramids. Pardon this, uh, this that's going on right now. My allergies have been full on attack and I am like a little kid when it comes to allergy issues, always scratching and I'm full of, of allergy medicine. So I look and sound a hot mess. My apologies. We're still going to move forward and get this out there because last week was a little bit crazy. And this is such a good lesson. And I want to just let you know that I'm calling myself out first and foremost with this. The whole purpose of me doing one of those pyramids is to kind of do a tongue in cheek, making fun of network marketing. Um, like not, sorry, not making fun of network marketing, but like using what people use to net, make fun of network marketing and network marketers like oh my goodness is this one of those pyramids but I enjoy it like it really is an industry where so many people are winning but people do lose as well and what my whole point here is to kind of address those things that are a little bit uncomfortable the real and the raw things what mistakes that we make in the industry that kind of exacerbate the bad name for our industry and for us as network marketers so that we can address it and just be more professional now we have tons and tons of incredible network marketing leaders and i am not trying to take anybody's place or compete with them this is really because i look up to them and i use them as my coaches a lot of them so this is just more of a supplementary thing and hopefully I can do some things where I can make you laugh, make you think, and share with you some of my own personal struggles and successes so that we together can improve the name of network marketing. So I said that I was going to call myself out and this kind of hit me hard and I thought, oh no, I can't believe I'm making this mistake myself. And I'm like trying to raise the name of network marketing, but we all make mistakes. And that's one of the things that we need to address is that we're human and that we can still make mistakes. But as long as we're open-minded and learn from them and move forward, then we're going to succeed and we're going to succeed not only in our business, but in helping other people see that this is a legitimate and incredible way to live. So, I'm drink. So that being said, I want to tell you a story of what happened. First of all, last week was a little bit of a crazy week and by a little bit, I mean a lot. 
uh, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but we, you know, my kids got sick with strep. I was sick with strep. Doctors weren't seeing us. It was just like super stressful. Uh, things were getting on me more than they normally do. I normally don't let that thing, that sort of thing gets me. I don't sweat the small stuff, but everything was just really bringing me down last week. And so I am now part of a network marketing company that is in the health and wellness realm. But I was, I mean, I listen, I've done some, I've done where I've like jumped a little bit and I was looking for that thing. You know, I made all the mistakes, which is one of the reasons why I feel like I can talk to you and share this as well. But one of the companies that I was with the longest was a direct sales company and it was a party plan company. And listen, I still use their products. I, not as often as I did. I still have friends within the company, which lets you know that excuse me, they are my true friends. And, um, you know, I still appreciate everything that I have learned from that company. But what I will say is that while I believe that the CEOs and all the corporate people were teaching, were saying the right things as far as they were saying, hey, listen, you know, when you get your kit, like you don't need anything else to do parties. You, this is what you do parties with. You should not have inventory. You shouldn't be spending this money, like money you make here, or you shouldn't be spending family money on um, your company. It should be the other way around. So they were teaching the right things. However, the culture that I got into and I threw in, I threw myself into it really, not even really with my upline or anything, because my upline was like super sweet, but they're not like super serious in growing a big time business. And when I got started, I wasn't either, so it was no big deal. But then I saw the vision and I wanted more for myself and I was seeking out different mentors through YouTube and other places in social media and their culture really ended up being toxic for me. That culture was more of a make sure you're buying inventory, make sure that you're making samples and that you always have samples, that you always have this and you always have this. And so for years, I was really gung-ho and driving forward and being serious and working my business, but not really working my business, but I understand that because I was doing a lot of things that were taking up my time, but they weren't bringing me an ROI, a return on my investment. And I was spending lots of time, lots of time, I mean like 12-hour days, making samples, labeling things, doing all these things, and they never brought me a return. It never, ever brought me a return, okay? And then looking back on it, now now I know through actually feedback from customers and things like that, that it was um, taking away, it was really like taking away value, devaluing, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, devaluing those products because I was like slapping my label on it. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like that's just what I was taught, right? Like that's, I thought I was running my business. But there were a lot of things in, that I learned and developed as a culture within that company 
that's just not duplicatable. It's not something that you can go, you can do on and on and on and on. I mean, I did it for eight years, but you know, that caused problems with my marriage. It, you know, it caused problems between myself and my kids because I wanted to spend time with my kids. One of the whole reasons why I did it was to make money from home and, and spend time with my kids and have time freedom, but I, it was sucking my time. And then I would argue with my husband because he would say, well, you're spending all your time on this and you're not making any money because all the money that you're making, you're putting like twice as much back into it. And so we would fight over it. I mean, we would really, really fight because I'm like, this is my business. Like, you don't care about me. You don't respect me. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it got ugly. It got so ugly. Okay. But there was a time in my life when I finally was like, and I hit a wall and I was like, no more. I am done. And I will tell you, before I got to that, I did try to change things. I tried to teach people because I moved. And I was like, ooh, this is a good, good time to kind of reevaluate and like teach new people how this business works. And so with Venerovitz, I didn't have inventory. I would say, well, this is what we have. And then you can order or we can do a party. Like that's how it's typically supposed to be done for party plant businesses. But they would just say, oh, no, thanks. I'll get it from the next consultant because there are so many consultants that have all these things and do all these things. And so I just felt like it was really impossible to start over and train people to do things the right way. And I got frustrated and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. I just don't want to do it anymore. Since then, I have moved away from party plan and I am in network marketing. Now, I am very happy with my decision. I love where I am. I love what I do. And it's still work, but I can, you know, I don't have inventory. I don't have parties. And that is a fit for me. Now, I love, I know some people love parties and they love that sort of thing. And that's one of the beauties of this industry is that you can find a match for you. But if it doesn't fit for you, if something isn't fitting there, just maybe just take a step back and look to see what is working and what is not working, okay? So for me, I assumed that the culture that I knew and adopted and created was really the culture of the whole company. So I put it out there like, that's the company, da la 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 and even though I still like the products, I still buy some of the products, I still have friends in that company, I have a bad taste in my mouth for that company. And, you know, I mean, it's it makes sense, right? So, but I didn't realize that it was still affecting me where I felt negatively towards the company. So, because it really shouldn't matter. Like, I'm not in that company anymore. And I have friends who are very successful in that company. And some friends that look more successful than they really are. And that was kind of one of the troubles that I had, right? So... Last week, what happened, I know this is taking forever to get to the point, but here it is. I felt like you really need to, to get like a backstory first. So last week, what happened was I was in a bad mood. My kids have been sick. I'm sick. Like we couldn't get to a doctor. We're having all these issues. Then I had car trouble. It was like one thing after another. You know those weeks where it was like one thing after another and you just can't get a dadgum break and it's so like, ah, you know, and it's so frustrating, right? So 
that's the week that I was having last week. And it just so happened that my previous company released a new product. And this product is, uh, a, it's like $250. Okay. Now here's the thing I have learned since leaving that company actually, cause there used to be a lot of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, objections on price because they would gradually raise the price, which is understandable with inflation and that sort of thing. But, you know, you get set in your ways and you think, why were they doing that? You know, but I mean, that's something that really happens in a lot of businesses, regardless of it's network marketing, direct sales or whatever, right? They raise prices. I mean, grocery prices have like at least doubled lately. Hello. So, <coughs> excuse me. One second. Mm. So a lot of people would get this um, price objection, this money objection, right? Now, I know now that there's really no such thing as being too expensive and having a price objection. When you have a price objection, it means that they just don't see the value in it yet. It doesn't mean that it's not worth that, right? So... This new product came out, and I am moody. I'm in a bad mood. I've had a bad week. So I send my mess my friend a message, because she had it in her stories, and I just sent her a message, like, did you get that? Like, did you, you know, and she's like, yeah, girl, but I got it for half price with my party, and I'm like, yeah, but still, like, that's a lot of money. Now, listen, I am doing the very thing that I know is ridiculous, because with the right people and the people that know the value of something, there is no such thing as an objection to price. Because if there, if you see the value, if you know that that one thing is something that's going to help you in your life some way, you're going to find the money to get it, period. Okay? Because my average customer spends between $1 and $200 a month, every single month. And it's because they see the value in what they're buying. And I was doing that too with my, my company before I joined them because I was like, this is really good stuff and I love it, right? But I am doing the same thing, even though I'm in the industry and I know it's awful to get those messages because you're like, Ugh, right? So I am trying to, you know, and this wasn't on purpose, mind you. I wasn't like attacking her or attacking the company or attacking the product on purpose. It was because I was in a bad place. I have a bad experience with that company as a consultant. And so I started kind of coming at her like, people are are not going to buy that. Like, I don't know. Like, things are just too expensive there. Things have moved up and blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing that I love, okay? And this is what we all need to do. And typically, I am really good at this when I get the price objection because I know why they're objecting. But then I did it myself. But here's the difference in a professional and a non-professional. My friend did not go on the defensive. She's like, hey, you know, if you know, you know, if you know. Oh my 
goodness. If you know the value of this, then, you know, you know, this is a great deal. And this actually works way better than my other ones that I bought that are, you know, similar items to this, like has the same effect. Like this one works way better. Plus it has this and this, you know, um, but she wasn't coming at it from a defensive side. Her posture was so professional and incredible that I was able to catch myself and say, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. You don't deserve me coming at you like this. Like, that is ridiculous. I am so sorry. I'm like, I am not mad at you. I'm not, like, mad at the product. I'm not, I'm like, this is, has nothing to do with that company or with you. It's because I'm angry. So, she called me and she said, girl, I knew something was going on. I knew something was going on. She said, but, you know, I knew that wasn't you. And I was like, well, just thank you so much for understanding and for knowing that that's not me. And that's, that I didn't mean anything by it. But I, again, like voice to voice, I apologize because you didn't deserve that. You know, now here's the thing in a culture like where I felt stuck in this one culture in this company to where it was hard for me to build a team. It was hard for me to get repeat customers every month. It was hard for me, blah, 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 right? This same friend of mine, it was very natural for her to do things the way that I do things now. I had to like go through this process of learning things and, <clears throat> excuse me, be social and be friends and, <clears throat> excuse me, not being salesy and spammy, like that was just very natural from her, from for her from the beginning. And so she has built an incredible team and an incredible business uh, and loyal customers from being herself, from not being salesy, from not being spammy, from having an incredible professional posture and saying, oh, yeah, you, you know, I mean, you don't need this if you don't want it. Like, no big deal. Like, she is the epitome of how we should be in this industry. And she's just herself. Like, she didn't have to do all these years of learning and training that I had to do to unlearn all the things that I had learned. Right? She just did them. And she's like, I don't know. This is just the way that I do things. And so, <clears throat> even though she and I connected when I was still in that company and I was like, wow, you're amazing. And I wanted to try to adopt some of the things my mind and like my, my personal development wasn't there and I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't ready yet. And that was a big reason why I couldn't make the switch. Right. And then, I mean, ultimately like had I stuck with it, could I have completely restarted and redone things the way that I think they should be done, yes. But I felt like the it, the cards were just stacked against me and I was tired because I had been at it for eight years. And I think that's a pretty good run. And for me, you know, it's, I'm grateful to have those experiences that I had, but that doesn't mean that I should be bitter and angry about having them. Okay, I love where I am now, but I wouldn't be where I am now if I hadn't gone through that journey. So here is my lesson, okay? We have so many people out there that have tried network marketing or direct sales, 
failed at it and then turn around and they hate the industry as a whole or they hate that company that they were with. And I mean, there are bad companies out there, sure. There are companies that I feel like probably aren't as easy to grow, but there are always successful people in those companies. There are always people that are winning in those companies. So if they're winning, then that means that we can, but you have to know also like where do your passions lie, right? Excuse me. And making sure that if the culture doesn't match up, like you can get in somewhere and like, oh gosh, this culture is just not good, okay? And you have a couple of choices. You can get out and find another company that matches your culture or, you know, probably what's easier if you love the product and everything else is saying, okay, I'm going to create my own culture. What are the things that I want for my business? What, like, how do I want people to feel? And start from there and start with you. There were so many mistakes that I made once I was trying to like redo my culture that I was just kind of going in circles and blah, 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 blah. and then getting out having a bad taste in my mouth for the way that, that they do things when really I could have changed it at any time. So if you're somebody that's watching this and you've had a bad experience in network marketing or direct sales, then I'm sorry that you had that bad experience. But just know that the whole industry is not bad just because you've had a bad experience. And that bad experience could be pinpointed to your team or your sphere of influence and not necessarily to that entire company that you are in or were in at that time. It could be a smaller portion, but you're judging the bigger picture. And that's exactly what I did knowing better. I know better and I did it anyway. But I thought, man, that is a really good lesson to share because it's one of those things that's real and raw and we need to address. We need to know that that is out there. That's one of the reasons why people have a bad feeling towards network marketing and network marketers because you have that bad experience and you think, oh, it doesn't work for me. Uh-uh, I don't like it. And it could be that one team or it could be maybe it is the whole company, but that doesn't mean that every company is like that. So it's important. I mean, not everybody is made to be a network marketer. Like anybody can do the the little parts of it if you just want to make a little money here and there. And you're going to hear my dog and my kiddo yelling in the background. But anybody can do the parts where you have a couple sales, maybe you get your product free. Like anybody can do that without working too hard, okay? But to really be successful, you have to make sure that you are really pouring into yourself, into your development, into being a better person today than you were yesterday, a better person tomorrow than you are today, and making sure that you're learning business as well, business practices, and how to have relationships and be social with people and truly care about what other people are going through and dealing with and what they need and how your product services opportunity can help them, but not in a way where you're like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, you know, but if you've tried it before and it hasn't worked, it does not mean that it's not for you. Okay. If you're not willing to put in the work, then it's not for you then you just need to get be on nine to five. But if you're willing to put in the work, 
and you're just nervous, like just do some research and find the company that's best for you. What are the products that you really truly love that you don't mind sharing about? What are the, you know, at, ask like, what is your culture like? Do you have systems? That sort of thing, okay? And if you are in a company where you don't like the culture, that doesn't mean you need to just jump ship. Maybe you can just look and see, okay, what are the things that I don't like? What do I wish we had? And then you create it. Create the environment that you want for yourself. You have that power, which is really awesome because any other business in the world, you do not have the power to just stop and say, I'm going to change my culture. I'm going to change how things are going around here. And you change how people feel. And if you if people feel good being around you, then they're going to stick with you. Just saying. So I wanted to call myself out. I, I hope that you got some value from that. And you realize that just because maybe you love where you are and your company and your culture and like everything is wonderful for you, you know, maybe you get some insight from other people or think about like, how are you responding? Because, you know, the network marketing space is like, we're like college kids or something. You know what I mean? It's like easy for us to find one another. And if you're probably getting prospected yourself, so how are you responding to those prospects? Are you responding to those prospects? Or are you, you know, reaching out like how I did with her? She didn't even ask me about it, but I'm like, oh my goodness, your product. Are you being negative towards other people's products or company or opportunity? Because if you're being negative towards them, guess what? Karma, it's going to come back on you and your business. So make sure you don't have to be like a customer of everybody else, but make sure that you're not hating on other companies, other products, other opportunities, just because you love your own and where you are. Make sense? All right. I hope you got some value from that. If you did, make sure that you connect with me. Say value. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, I'll see ya.